Welcome to the Marketing Retro Podcast, where Josh and Adrian talk about various marketing topics that are on our minds this week. Josh, what are you thinking about? So as the turn of the year and Mm -hmm. uh, kind of doing a lot more strategic thinking and just looking at what resources uh, we have and things like that, I've been thinking a lot about how to align assets. And I feel like every company has assets, whether they view them that way or not. And it kind of runs the gambit of different categories. I have some thoughts on it, but and how assets should align with your like strategic marketing initiatives. Yeah. So when I think about assets, like first, I agree with you. People have businesses, have more assets than they are aware of. Um, Often when I come in as like a content lead, it's what does sales have? What are your sales, your battle cards, enablement, like help docs, your technical documentation, um, all of that stuff. They're assets you currently have that usually... Mm -hmm people don't think about. Um, What is one of the greatest challenges though that you see when it comes to like creating that alignment between what you've got, where you're trying to go, like in your goals, what's, what's the struggle there? I think you mentioned it right there as alignment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's like probably the biggest struggle. So as, as teams grow, as you gain more assets, right. And even just, you were talking about all these different content pieces, whether it's sales battle cards or uh, dev docs or support docs and all of those things. And it's easy for those over time to drift, right? Yeah. To it, it hit a, at a certain point in time when you were creating it, you thought that was the cat's pajamas of how we should be talking about X or this feature at that point in time. But these things decay over time, or maybe mm-hmm. the person that wrote it isn't there anymore, or it base, was based off of concepts and biases that your team might have had at that point in time. So kind of trying to make use of all of these and align them all together, uh, I think is is probably the biggest challenge. Are, are they, are, do people even agree that these are the way we should be talking to these customers, all of that? So alignment for me is probably the biggest challenge. Yeah. Alignment in what you currently have and what you need. Um to that point where you said, like, are they even, they kind of decay. I've either seen them become irrelevant or get very siloed. So mm. where sales battle cards are so locked into the sales team that you end up having to, like, fight and nail, uh, scratch and claw just to try to get access to the sales documentation if you're on marketing or mm-hmm. product marketing. Um, you know, if they've got some product materials or customer user research, this is one of those kinds of assets that gets locked down um, very tightly quite quickly if they've got access to customers. Um, and so I think that can become where it can also become siloed. It either decays or or teams and departments become so um, like have ownership over it that they don't want right. it to go cross-functional. They don't want to share it across mm-hmm. the teams and across the, the organization. Yeah, we had an episode on that, right? Like on terms of like, you you walk, you as a consultant often walk in and it's like, I can't get access to what I necessarily need to do. And you're also coming in approaching it from a, like, this isn't about teams. This is, this is not about teams and hoarding things in corners or like whose, whose ego is this part of and right. why can't I see that? Like, 
I'm, I'm, you have to trust me that I'm not going to disrupt like, yeah, you know, your playground or get sand in someone else's shoes or whatever those types of things are. Um, but I could see that as silos being a massive, a massive challenge. So we, we both talked about, uh, our, our challenges with it. I said alignment, you said silos. I think they're both really challenging things within marketing assets. Uh, but before we move on, let's, how, how do you, I have, I have how I, what categories of assets I've kind of roughly put some of these in our, you know, uh, in my notes before this episode, but, um, I'll, I'll, let me run through mine and let me see if you have anything to add to that just to give context. So, so I have a couple categories. One is content, right? So like, I think there's a lot of content assets and they might be internal assets, like you've mentioned, or external mm-hmm. assets. Maybe it's like, you know, uh, lead magnets like quizzes, or you have these nice written PDFs uh, with the X frameworks or X laws of so-and-so that you should, you know, download now. Um, There's calculators like estimators and and ROI calculators, things like that. Uh, Some people have developed, you know, whole learning centers on a topic, which I think can are very valuable content assets for training and getting people in at different levels of the funnel. Um, other assets I have are also like, um, internal ones are like access to insights. So sales recordings like Gong and things like that. We have CRM data, product usage data, aggregate customer data. Like there's all kinds of data points these days that hopefully people are collecting. Uh, I also have distribution as one. So that's like Mm -hmm. email lists, SEO traffic. Maybe you've built up a vibrant community, um, you know, you have social media followers. I would even say networks of people at the company. So whether it's like, hey, my close friend is, you know, you know, has has like runs a network or run has a has a runs cohort classes and could also potentially, you know, help and that would be kind of viewed as a as an asset. You could have physical assets like like side of a truck or side of a building for billboards. Mm-hmm. Um and then the last section I have is like people and skills. So we've talked about founders and potentially their networks or executives and and just friends. Like friends could be those two, um, but then they also have skills. And that's where I probably think is a bigger challenge because there's so many skills out there. And I think what happens is someone just says, oh, you're a marketer. Oh, that means you should be able to do demand gen, SEO, yeah. like 50 million skills, but these are not, some of these are very, like, very, very specific. So having this right skills on your team to execute the strategies you want, you know, it's like, I think the best marketing strategies sort of align what you have, or at least point to what you don't have, and maybe you can go get it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And especially we were, like we were talking before, um, in this economy with kind of people having to do more or at least the same with a lot less. And so tight alignment in these areas between people you currently have, the skills you currently have, and what you really, really need um, is going to be extremely important. Um, I really like to look at it as like internal people and external people. So do you have the right freelancers, employees, with the right skill set, doing the right things? And are you connecting those to the right customers with the right needs at the right time? Right. So if you can have all three of those things, like a rainbow of connection, and they're really done well, then your marketing is going to go 
smoothly, right? And you're going to have um, high conversions. You're not going to have a high churn. Your LTV is going to be higher. Uh, if that is off, if you don't have the right people internally doing the right thing and they're not speaking to the right people at the right time in the right way, then there's a lot more friction. It takes a lot longer. Churn is a lot higher. LTV is a lot lower. Like you really will struggle to keep your customers, find them, resonate and keep them longer. Um, and I think right now that's what everybody's trying to do is stretch a dollar. We have to stretch the dollar where we've got X amount of money. We need to make it last this long, but we need to keep business floating. We have to grow the business as well. So mm -hmm. um, th that alignment within these marketing assets to your consumers, I think is going to be extremely important this year. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, that's a thing that I think you're really leaning more into as we've talked about these assets, but to execute on these assets, um, you need resources, right? So yeah. whether that is, you know, we talked about people and I think, you know, right now people are like teams have less money, but more time. <laughs> so, mm. so, you know, or maybe they don't have more time. Maybe they, you know, had some, had some layoffs and they have less, less, less people and time to dedicate towards these things. But True. I think it's a good way to think about it on those two categories. Like what assets do you have and what resources do you, can you make use of more in thinking about like time and energy or money, right? Like if yeah. you, you, the biggest thing that has happened is people have a lot less money, a lot less budget. So now they have to do more with less, which means they're leaning on the time of the people that they do have that are, that are there and what are their skill sets? What, what insights can they draw uh, and those types of things. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not, it, it's almost like you need to do a full team audit and a full external audit. Like where are we sitting? What's our base mm -hmm. level? Um, what kind of content do we have right now? Like we've said before, you probably have more content than you know, than you're aware mm -hmm. of. Um, when I would come in and do content audits right before my content, like strategy engagements, I would find, spreadsheets upon spreadsheets upon spreadsheets of stuff. And mm -hmm. I'd be like, so here's where we are. These broken links are broken. Da, da, da. We have this many pieces about this, whatever. And it was always usually a surprise. Like, wait, what? We've we've got that much stuff out there. We didn't realize right. that this was all that we have. Like every landing page has good content on it. Every like feature page, every, all of the stuff that you've got. Um, you know, I like Ross Simmons approach. I think it was around like October last year. And he said, you company could likely stop creating content right now and just read, publish and distribute all this whole year's content. So right. that could be an initiative even that people look for is like, okay, we've spent the last three years pushing and pushing and pushing and creating new content, creating new content. What can we go back and refresh? What can we mm -hmm. go back and just tweak a little bit? And then redistribute. Where can we push? What channels can we use? Uh, new, fresh channels can we use to really get this content out there um, and in a new way? I think that could be a really incredible use of some small teams' time and efforts for sure. I like that because it's sort of back to where I was talking about in the beginning. You asked me what I thought the biggest challenge was, and I said alignment. So, how do you get alignment? Is like you kind of have to just go sort through all those boxes. You got to go yeah. like decide what to chuck, what to like put into different bins and say, Ooh, this, this furniture could use a paint job and then we can repurpose it again. Or, Hey, this is pretty good. We published it here, but we didn't do a great job promoting it. So it's like, 
you got to mm-hmm. take stock and take inventory. And that's probably also a good way to recategorize, realign. Do we still believe this? Right. And like use the, use your existing team and, and, and how they, how they're thinking about it and go through, go through the attic, go through the basement, go through all those boxes and sort and file, you know, hope maybe you'll have a big trash bin. If anything, you'll feel good about getting rid of it, getting yeah. rid of stuff that isn't going to add to the confusion or add to things. Oh, we don't say it that way anymore. Okay, cool. Uh, what salesperson is still saying it the way that he took a training five years ago, and maybe we need to refresh training. We need to refresh this, all these other pieces mm-hmm. that you probably have a lot of assets. You probably have more assets than you think you do, like you yep. mentioned. And how do you get realigned on those? And, um, and hopefully I think like you talked about that other challenge of the silos, like, how do you suggest people get away with this? Because there's all they're all egos, right? Everyone has, you know, I created that. I I I created that three years ago and I still think that way, but maybe that's not the way the company thinks anymore. How do you how do you get around those pieces? Cause there's just there's gonna be emotions tied to a lot of these 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 pieces out there. There are, there really are. And I just use data, honestly. It's like, okay, I I, I get that, I understand. But here's how that piece is uh, performing and it's not doing great. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never say, well, I don't like it. Or this, the, the feelings have changed. Like, don't be arbitrary. Don't be vague. Mm-hmm. Just we're, we're cutting everything or we've, we're refreshing everything that has less than a thousand page views per month. That's where we're at. That's the, we, mm-hmm. we came up with the benchmark as arbitrary or not arbitrary as it is. Like, I don't know, decide what kind of benchmark with internally would make sense and just draw a line. And then from mm-hmm. there say, okay, this is what we're doing. Um, and, you know, obviously when you're talking to the people and trying to deal with people and trying to change communication, that needs to come from higher, the CEO, CMO, right. that's going to take leadership to be involved and really push the train and leadership's going to have to get in alignment themselves, right? Like get buy-in with those, with other people every, that are going to actually be in the trenches with it, right? Yes. Every department should come together and say, okay, this is what we're trying to do. This is our mission. This is our why. This could be the outcome. So prepare your team for mm-hmm. this to happen. Um, you know, and I know that it's like, oh, well, that's a marketing issue. Marketing, you know, can go and clean up the content, but marketing works with sales. Marketing has those case studies and sales is using those case studies. And those can get real personal for the salesperson. They're like, I just sold $5 million based on this case study, it works. Don't tell me it doesn't work when in fact, like maybe it hasn't worked in four years and it needs to be updated or the, there's better data out there. Um, but like you said, people can form emotional attachments to things. So make sure you just get as high up buy-in as you possibly can if you're really going to go in and clean house. Um, and then I think one of the things that would be important for you know, small teams to look at, even really large teams, is creating content is fun. It's new. We get this, uh, what I kind of call the machine going, right? Like you've got freelance writers, you've got a designer involved, editors, um, and it, they're new ideas. Every single week we get a new idea. We're learning something new. This is exciting. Um, updating old content is not quite that fun. And distributing Publishing, promoting content 
is not that fun. Like you, you write a LinkedIn post and it's like, oh, okay. And that's why so much of the content we created didn't get the traction it deserved. That's why, mm-hmm. like, I love when Ross Simmons has said that. Cause he's like, you, you really need to spend more time promoting than you do in creation. And there's rarely been an instance where I've seen that truly be the case where each piece and each asset gets like one blog post really could have two weeks of promotion, like honestly, across Reddit and Twitter and LinkedIn and the newsletter and a pod, like it could be repurposed in a thousand different ways. Um, But often that's not what is interesting and that's not what's exciting. And it feels good to create new and more. Um, It doesn't necessarily feel good to go back and reuse. But I think if we have this, you know, maybe like a thrift store mindset. Like we're going to go through the racks. We're going to find what's good, find what maybe needs a button sewed on and just redistribute it and resell it and um, make sure it gets the attention it deserves. I think that's a good Mm -hmm. way to stretch a marketing dollar right now for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think you, yeah, make, see, see what treasures you can find in your own stuff. And I would also add, um, while you're doing this, cause it's, it's going to be a big lift right now. Cause I'm sure people have, you know, if they've been in high growth mode, just been like spending yeah. and just creating and creating all this stuff out there. But now it's like, okay, now let's button down and we're slowing that roll. And now let's, let's go back and look through the stuff we have created and see if we can, you know, find gold. Um, I think one of the other things while you're doing this, because like I said, it's it's a big lift to do, and it's going to take leadership involvement. It's going to take buy-in. It's going to take people to check their egos at the door, mm-hmm. uh, or at least you know be open to the idea that hey, let's all get aligned together that this needs to get done, and this is this is where we need to slow down to go faster type of thing. Yes. Um, the last thing I would add to this is if you've gone through the process, don't just be done with it because the way to kind of create almost a flywheel around this is create some rituals that have you recheck it. It's going to be easier Mm -hmm. to go through every three months or six months versus every four years right? (laughs) to go through cleaning out those boxes or those things. So, you know, hopefully you don't uh, have to move, you know, the whole old thing when you, when you move, move a house and then you just like pack things into boxes and you go, well, if we don't take things out of the boxes in six months, we can just toss them Don't up. Don't at all. Um, yeah. Never look at them again. Thing. Yes. So fortunately you're kind of stuck in the house is what you're, we're, we're probably saying now with, with a lot of people, you're stuck with the things. So how can you create a cycle yourself of that kind of manufacture a ritual around keeping it tighter, keeping, right. keeping your positioning from drifting, keeping your content aligned, keeping your sales battle cards updated. Cause I'm sure the product marketer has more information on the newest things to help with battle cards versus that card that, that a, a salesperson may covet and hold so near and dear to their heart, but they might be spouting off incorrect information. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. And I think a big takeaway though, is to not stop marketing. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you're working with less budget, even if um, you know you're looking at a situation right now where it's different than when it was in 2020, um, don't quit though. Don't just go radio yeah. silent. This is not the time to close shop and, and not have anything to say. It's the time to get really clear on what you're saying and who you're saying it to and when they need you. Um, do do that, but get very specific, but don't 
don't stop. Don't go radio silent. Because the ones that go radio silent, it ends up taking them a lot longer to um, get the machine going. Yeah. Don't the stop momentum. the machine. Yeah. yeah. Don't stop the machine. Just just give it some oil. Give it a tune up. Give it a very clear objective. Um, and then keep cranking. Because really, this is a, a time when when growth happens, when true companies can excel and grow if you can make it past these little humps. Yeah. Kind of think about if other people are slowing down and lowering it, it just actually gave you more room to be heard versus the noise yeah. that was out there in the past couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good opportunity. Um, marketing teams definitely have a chance to to be true like marketers, to understand the market, to mm-hmm. get their pieces to the market, to get their message to the market um, in, a, in a really clear way rather than We've had budgets have been crazy. VCs have been handing out money hand and foot. Like it's just been time to burn. Um, and so, you know, I've worked on one of those teams too, where it's fun. You get to have all kinds of crazy ideas and do all kinds of crazy initiatives and create all kinds of like fun assets um, and just kind of hope, you know, that, yeah, it's it's kind of going to the right place, but that's okay. Like we're doing large brand awareness. It's all right. Um, you know, now's the time for, a much more eye through the needle kind of concept, get very more strategic and aligned. Um, And like we've said, tie each piece that you have or that you're going to create to an end goal and to your external people. Who is it going to and why is it going to them? Why do they need it? Why does your customer need this new thing created? Really give yourself a filter before you create something new. If you're on a tight budget, maybe you're not on a tight budget. Not everybody is right now. Right. Cool. So here, let me try to summarize a bit again. So, um, you know, first we were talking about like using our marketing assets for strategic initiatives. And I think a, a big, you know, we talked about the challenges of those. The big ones are alignment and uh, silos. Yes. And to get over these humps, you know, we talked about essentially doing a clean out and really take stock of what you have, like sort through the stuff. Uh, I mentioned one point of like, at least once you do have gone through the sorting, try to build that into your, you know, your process. Cause no one yeah. likes to do it. No one likes to re-edit and do all these things, but build those in. Um, and then you're just kind of following a checkbox versus like having the fun of the creative juices flowing of new content. Um, you mentioned not to stop. Uh, I think that was a, a great tip of like, don't stop your existing stuff. This doesn't mean like put all stops for four weeks while we go through all the content. It's keep that stuff going, but you can also use some repurposing, like Mm -hmm. bring back those other things. So even as you're going through the sorting process, you can still be like, Hey, this can be used today. Let's put it in the good pile and let's go ahead and promote it today. So um, yeah, I think those are the big things that we mentioned about using your existing assets um, to kind of continue your marketing and hopefully, you know, do this, do this stronger. There's less noise out there. Look at this as an opportunity to, uh, to find gold within your stuff and, and be noticed out there from a marketing Absolutely. perspective. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Adrian. Thank you, Josh. Bye. Bye.